Hi, my loves. I'm Frankie, your neighborhood big sister. And right now, you're listening to the Speak Love, We're Listening podcast, a podcast created to illuminate the words of others who inspire me, where realistic conversations become inspiring words for others. Are you listening? another episode on the Speak Love Listening Podcast. I am Frankie and this is most definitely a solo episode. Um, I am going to be talking about death and I feel like my solo episodes have been lately um, on topics that um, many would find sad or many would find like what why are you talking about this <laughs> but these are things i think about all the time so if it's my podcast i'm gonna definitely gonna talk about it because you these are conversations you don't get to have with just anybody and sometimes you it's, it's like a one-off conversation with the people that you love or the people that you're close to so yeah because it's just so vulnerable and it's just so um, it's personal so we are talking about death today because I feel like that's the atmosphere of this time I feel like there's a lot of devastation that has been happening actually from 2020 and continuing now and it's just like a lot of bad things are happening like inherently bad things that things that we have things that most would perceive as bad and and devastating and like just what types of you know like these types of events are happening and it's it's heavy you know it feels very heavy and it's a lot and everybody's dealing with it in their own way I don't know my sympathy goes well not my sympathy my empathy sympathy and empathy my sympathy and empathy goes out to those who are really going through it um, with regards to these things but I want to talk about death because I think I have gotten to a point in my life where I see the beauty of death or I see the beauty in the death process and when I talk about death I'm not only talking about somebody dying but also um stages of life or parts of yourself or things that no longer serve you but was meaningful to you in one way or another at some point in time. So my background on death is that when I was younger, death was something I knew of but it just felt far out of reach. Like it felt like you know, yeah, we all have to die someday. Like, you know, we say it. Um, we like to talk about death <laughs> hypothetically, but we legit all have to die someday. And um, I think it is kind of... I think it is something that we should talk about more or, like, think about more. Um, just because... I feel like we're just like prolonging the process of when it does happen to us or when it does affect us and then it's like 
it's like a whole wrecking ball but for a time okay so we'll get there but for me death personally before it was just like yeah you know like if an elder died or somebody passed it was just like you know yeah yeah they were going to die like they're older like they were supposed to die you know what i mean um but as i got older i realized that anyone could die <laughs> and the closer i came to home the harder it was to deal with right and so i think my most impactful death was the death of Cherise Benoit when she rest in peace may she sleep in peace so may she sleep in peace or a princess um but it was the most impactful death because it was like a hit <laughs> that no one saw coming and it was just like it was a lot it was a lot in that like whoa like I could legit die tomorrow you know so it it felt very personal and it, it felt like a slap it was a lot like I I definitely started thinking about figuring out what grief was to me then just because it was so unfamiliar you didn't know how to <laughs> you didn't know how to deal with it like you, nobody nobody taught you how to deal with the passing of somebody that's your same age that that's has such a promising life ahead of that. I mean like nobody teaches you how to deal with these things. So yeah, it was it was definitely tough. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but um it was just it was tough for sure. And then my other death was like the death that I am um, at peace with now is it for my dad and that one felt a lot like share season but after a time like right now it feels like a sacrifice that was a blessing which is crazy to say out loud but that's how it feels um just because i think i went through the full grief process of the death of my dad um just because it was an amalgamation of other deaths <laughs> because i also lost my two grandmothers and like it was just a lot but um yeah it was i feel like i went through the full grief process of the death of my dad and it was just it is it is beautiful now so yeah that's my background and my current feelings on death but i did have a couple questions for myself just going into this episode and that is am i afraid to die legit i'm actually not i feel like i have wow <laughs> I didn't know that this was going to be so many pauses. I really thought the thoughts would flow, but hang on, hang with me, okay? So, I'm not afraid to die just because I feel like I am living how I'm supposed to live. 
I feel like I'm on a timeline for how my life is supposed to be. So I'm at peace with myself. And if I was to die tomorrow or tonight, I truly believe I'm at peace with that because I'm so in trust of the process or in trust of whatever has to happen to me will happen to me. And whatever is meant to be will be. So I know I will not die tonight or I'll not die tomorrow. Like definitely I believe that. However, I know that when I do die, it is when I, I was meant to die. <laughs> Does that make sense? I had no idea. But um, when I do die, I know and I trust and I believe that's when it, when it was that I was meant to die. And so because of that, I'm not afraid of dying because I know it is uh, it's probably going to be a significant moment in somebody else's life whereby you know it may it may actually it might be a catalyst for something for them that's wonderful you know so I am not afraid to die because of how I I view death now um, not to say that I was afraid necessarily when I was younger but I just didn't think that much into it when I was younger. So um, am I afraid to die? No. In terms of experiencing death, not so not death for yourself, but in terms for you experiencing death um, of others, um, the grief process is, it is <laughs> a lot. Um, it's a lot because you think of the could've, should'ves, would'ves that the person could've done or like would've done or you know you think of all the what ifs just because that person is not there anymore to answer to these questions for you and it really depends on your mindset you know there's no right or wrong way to grieve honestly it's 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 going to be a catalytic and personal experience for you like there's some people that don't even grieve the loss of a loved one right away sometimes some people prolong it and it just amalgamates and it just like turns into (laughs) it might be showing up somewhere else for them i'll say that um but I do encourage people to do definitely go through the grief process because I find often that grief is kind of like a rebirth, you know, it 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 changes your perspective. Depending on the what that person who you have lost meant to you, it definitely changes your perspective on a lot of things just because you feel blessed to be have given another day as opposed to somebody that you be someone else that you believe deserved another day right and it's like you thought there were no rules but did they do something for them to like be punished for this like there's so no your thoughts can go so many places when it comes to death and grief and how people deal with it and it's scary thoughts you know it's definitely scary 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 thoughts um that the people who grieve have 
because these types of thoughts are not normalized in conversation. Like it's not it's not something that you'll just come and talk to your friend about. Um, and then that's why there are um, people like grief counselors or deaf doulas, which is something I'm going to touch on here because I have been listening to or I have listened to um, a, a deaf doula and I just, I just, I'm just fascinated by it. I feel like it's such a beautiful thing to start. Um, but I will say that although that, although it's like a really weird time and you're having these crazy thoughts, I think only you hold the answer to how to get over your grief, right? Because the last, my dad's death and definitely was impactful. As in, I had resources around me. Like, it happened during the school year. So, um, the school provided me with, like, counseling resources and stuff. Um, but I wasn't... I didn't want to talk. <laughs> like, even when... Like, the day after, I did, my, my roommates could, could attest to this. Like, um, I just lay in my room and I just looked up to the sun and I was just... With sitting with my thoughts, I wasn't saying it out loud. I was just, I was just thinking, you know, thinking why? <laughs> because it's just like it's. I think there's also two types of this. I feel like there's ones where you can feel that's coming, and those that just like happen out of nowhere. It's like, what the hell? What type of tornado is this? And how do I push forward? How do I keep on going? Right? So for me, I, I couldn't speak. Like, I, I had nothing to say. Like, I was speechless. Like, legit speechless. And um, I wasn't able to talk to anybody. Because I felt like no one could understand. But there were probably a million people... <laughs> We could understand, and that's that's where I found my own healing and grief process. Um, during that time, just sitting and and just not saying anything for most of it. Um, my roommates, God bless her, so they were so sweet, and they just. They were just there. They they made sure to let me know that they were there for me. And I think even though I didn't really want it and I couldn't speak to anybody, that meant so much to me. Um, and I think it will mean so much to anybody just to know that there is somebody there for you if you do feel like you're falling, right? So... Fast forwarding to how I actually got over it or like how I've, I dealt with it moving forward was a lot of bike rides and a lot of just being in nature and just, I don't know, like to, talking to myself. It was just a lot of that. Like I was just going through it. Um, so I didn't do the counseling, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> I, I, I chose nature. I chose nature by doing bike rides and just like, sitting out in the sun 
just asking questions about life and like what it means for me and what am I supposed to do now and like how what I thought my life would be was changing because of that um so yeah it was it was interesting but I do want to say I feel like what really helped me was when I was in nature I I was in, su- in so- such awe of nature, like how beautiful everything was around me. Um, I was just so thankful, thankful to be alive, thankful to experience the little things. And I think that is what helped me and saved me. Um, and then that's why I truly do believe in like the having a grateful mentality and you know, I, I really believed in mindset at that point. And obviously, because I love to read, I definitely had like two books that really helped me get through it, engage my emotions, like feel what I had to feel. And um, just give me the, the, the supportive mindset, right? So these two books actually are option B, I believe her name is Cheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. That's one book. That was really good. And it's crazy because I bought it online and I read it in like a day or two. And my cousin bought the book for me. She's like, oh, I think this would really help you. And when she gave it to me, I'm like, wow, I actually I've already read this, but it's beautiful that you actually thought that I would need this book and I already read it that's like that was just synchronicity to me I was like yeah I think that I was meant to read that book and then the second one was Osho the second one the name of the book was Emotional Wellness by Osho so I was reading a lot of Osho as well because I feel like I just needed to manage my emotions and I'm not saying I'm not shutting down um, counseling because I definitely do feel like it's good to bounce your thoughts off and somebody that is trained to support these thoughts. Um, but for me, I feel like it was just personal. The death was personal. It was like, it was the end and the beginning of something that I, I have no control over and was meant for me. So that's how I dealt with it. However, My next question uh, following that would be, how am I supposed to go on, right? Like, how do you, you, I feel like a lot of us during the grief process ask us, ask ourselves, like, how am I supposed to live? How am I supposed to go on knowing that you did not continue on to another day, but I did? Like, am I favored? Why why did I get to choose? Why did I get to move on and you didn't? Um, I don't think... I had that question come up at all um, with that death. And I think maybe, maybe I may have fought it for Charisse's. Um, but Charisse's was more of uh, a catalyst for me wanting to have a legacy, right? Um, the fact that we found her YouTube kind of channel after her death was just like, I was like, wow, you never know what somebody's hiding and, and what you can find after their death. And I feel like that was so beautiful. 
So I actually started writing and I had a blog before I had this podcast. I had a blog and I did try to do videos, but I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. It's just too much work. <laughs> it's just too much work. Um, but yeah, so I got the podcast and actually the, the podcast is definitely founded in a legacy that I want to live like for my loved ones after I'm, I'm, I've passed. Um, but it was definitely a real a realization after Sharice's death. So I feel like death is actually a very prominent um, part of my life. <laughs> and no doubt I'm definitely going to die, but I'm probably gonna lose a couple of people as well. So I just I, I really wanna treasure people and I feel like that's how I live my life and that's how I approach conversations with people. And um, yeah, because I, I really I really want to treasure the moment. I really want to treasure this conversation. I want to remember it even past their death. Like, I I want it to be memorable. So, that's that. Uh, Oh, touching on all aspects of death here, yeah? So, wow. Wow. (laughs) Do you know how it feels to wish for death every day? So, this is a trigger... A trigger question yeah and I do want to say that everything that I'm sharing here is based on my personal experience and how I dealt with things so I'm not saying that it is the right way for everybody to do things um, but I'm just sharing because I'm pretty sure these are thoughts many of you have um, and it might be uncomfortable to think about it on, on your own and you're like there just might be some thoughts that you feel like nobody else is having. But there are. People are having the same thoughts as you and it's okay. And if this doesn't inspire you to just feel supported, I hope it does inspire you to become curious about um, the topics that I talk about. Right? Okay, so I just had to put this disclaimer because this one is definitely touchy. Um, do I know how it feels to wish for death every day? I definitely do not. I don't know how it feels, but I hope that whoever feels like that, I hope that they find community, right? I feel like community and feeling supported would help or cure these types of thoughts and I feel like those that have these types of thoughts is because they do feel alone and they feel like there is nothing else to live for and that is understandable right um I think it is understandable because there are things that you go through in life like there are terrible things that people experience in this world you may not be experiencing it, but others may. And it feels terrible. Trust me, I'm somebody that I feel so heavily um, for myself and for others. So I can understand why somebody might feel or wish for death every day. However, I, I want them to look out like you know how we always tell people to look within um 
I think in these cases, <laughs> most times, if you are in a supportive role or if somebody who has these types of thoughts reach out to you, I don't think it's good to project your feelings of how they are feeling on them, but just to let them know that you're there for them. Like just even though even though that even though that means just being there like physically or on the phone or just like making your presence known to them, I think is a big thing because I think people who think like that have gone too deep within themselves that they've created a hole, a dark hole. <laughs> and it's just hard to get out of, you know. So I do understand. However, I feel like if I was able or if I was with someone like that or someone has shared with me that, I would ask them to look outside of themselves and see me, see that I am here and they are not alone. They are indeed not alone, that they are with me and I am with them, right? Um, so that's my answer for that question. Another question is... Another question. I'm so sorry for my bad English, guys. <laughs> the next question is, what do you hope people will say about you at your funeral? Um, I hope that people are able to touch on the values that I have set for myself in their speech about me after my death so the things that I value which is like respect and loyalty and empathy you know I would love for people to remember these things about me like my values I would hope and love that people see the visuals of what I hope to be and would remember that at my funeral and if they could see the inspiration in me for themselves I think that's my goal in terms of my death and my funeral um, but I, honestly for my funeral I definitely want lots of laughter um, because if if it's anything is, I, when I think of my mom, I think of how she likes to bring joy to others, like how she likes to entertain and and make people laugh and inspire them and lift them up. And I think honestly, I feel like that's what I embody as well. <laughs> I feel like that's what I have embodied and I also feel like it is kind of my maternal um, legacy and I hope to keep it <laughs> I hope to keep it and I hope that's what people say about me um, at my funeral how much I made them smile and how much I reminded them of how powerful they are and how much they can impact the world around them or people around them so that's Last question is, what is the beauty of death? And this one is interesting because I actually found, because I definitely 
was looking for inspiration for this podcast. Um, but I actually found somebody's definition to it. I, the person didn't credit themselves. But their answer to that question was, everything must have its end or there is no beginning. Death is not the opposite of life, but the counterpart to both. Death is beautiful because it represents change. And I may not comprehend the first part of that response, but that last part response, definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, the beauty of death is that it opens more doors. It's maybe opening doors for the person who has died. You don't know. It depends on if you believe in the afterlife. But for those that the person who has died has left behind, I believe it opens doors for them because it inspires that person to think in new ways or see things in new lights, right? And I think that pivot is something that we all need in this existing life, right? Um, because one thing for all of us living is that we really don't like a monotonous life like (sighs) so hard to put the words we don't like monotonous life as in we don't like doing the same things all over like again like we don't like some of us don't like the repetition and some of us and those who do we we get tired of it like we're beings that need to we're always looking for stimulation like we 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 will never be satisfied <laughs> i think this way we will never be satisfied right so i intercept the beauty of death into that because i believe death brings change and it brings pivots and it opens up new doors so i feel like that it, it should be something that should be embraced or honored and celebrated um okay not the death of the person but the life of the person as a result of their death right i want to be extremely clear um but yeah that's why i believe the beauty of death is the fact that something so dark eventually turns out to be so bright that's the beauty of death because it's just like you don't see it like you don't see that first you don't see or attach the meaning to it until later on and you might actually never you just keep on changing like it just it's a catalyst for change that is for you you know and I want to take a quote not a quote but I want to definitely reflect on the words of the deaf doula that I've been listening to on YouTube to definitely check out her TED talk. Her name is Elua Afa, so it's A-L-U-A. That's her first name and last name is Arfair. And she was talking about being a deaf doula and how she she got to that point and I, I was like you know these are things I ask all the time. But one thing she said in an interview was that 
in an ideal world, there wouldn't be me for a professional. You know, like there wouldn't be a deaf doula, doula right? Um, coming in and supporting other people through deaf. Um, but in, a, in an ideal world, every family member would be empowered to do it on their own. And that's a sad reality of things because we don't talk about these things in normalized conversations around deaf and what could come after or living like, you know, you could die any moment and being in the present. Nobody knows how to deal with it. And um, most times it's in the beginning, it can be very isolating. Um, but when everybody gets on the same page in terms of their grief, it can be a beautiful celebration. You know, I met so much family that I didn't even know I had at my dad's funeral. And it was, it was really nice. It was very comforting. It was, it was loving. I love the community. I love the sense of community. And so I definitely want to connect this to the events that are happening in the world right now. And even the timing of these things, I think, we should really think of the community and the people that we want to surround ourselves with and think of if they would be there at our death, you know, what would they say about us, you know? <sighs> yes, child. <laughs> this is the end of this podcast because I feel like I'm going in circles, but I hope it is relatable and I hope that it gets you thinking about your own death or the death that you have experienced and if you cry honey it's part of it let me tell you I've embraced tears I love crying it's so therapeutic um such a beautiful release so yeah this is the end of the episode I am going to definitely put some reflection questions um when I post this so you could have and cultivate the thoughts of for yourself on death. Like my thoughts don't have to be your thoughts as long as you know we're thinking about it. Because at the end, we're all going to die. And like Ilua said, I think we should all prepare for it, or at least think of it sometimes. You know. So hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening as always. I hope you come back for more. You're going to hear it again at the end. <laughs> You're going to hear this at the end of the intro. But yeah, I hope you come back for more. And definitely, 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 please check out my Words for Anonymous post um, where I ask you to just like send things that you want advice on or maybe things that you are not comfortable talking to um, somebody else about. That you would love to hear thoughts on send it through words for words for anonymous um and i'll definitely be there you know because speak love we're listening <laughs> have an awesome day guys bye hey my lovely just checking in thanks so much for listening to the speak love we're listening podcast it was created with mental wellness in mind to encourage authenticity and open conversations in hopes that you leave with some inspiration. Take time out for hugs and kisses today. 
I hope this episode inspired you in some way. Share it if you loved it. Drop a like, comment, and subscribe to us on our platforms. Thanks again for joining this journey with me. I'm Frankie, and I hope you come back for more. Bisous!